Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. Death Throes Written by Ben Errington Narrated by Joseph Maudsley As Adam regained consciousness, he took a few seconds to prepare himself before he opened his eyes. Convinced that the sharp pain in his chest meant that he'd have to contend with the horror of a jagged piece of debris protruding from between his ribs. He tasted blood. He could smell gasoline. Although he wasn't sure which sense made him feel more terrified. He'd been involved in a car accident twice before but he knew that neither of those previous experiences were anywhere near as bad as this one. Firstly, there hasn't been a second party involved in either, but this time there was. He'd seen her. Mouth wide, probably screaming as the vehicles collided. He was screaming too, or shouting something, but he couldn't remember what. He knew exactly what he'd been thinking, however. Not like this. As he opened his eyes, he felt a brief swell of relief that he was the right way up. It'd been hard to tell as his brain felt swollen regardless, hopefully because of the shock and not because of something more serious. His vision was blurred as he looked around for the other car, but the cracked glass of every window impaired his ability to survey his surroundings moved, but the pain in his chest wrenched upwards as he cried out, 
blood was dripping steadily from his chin. Probably due to some teeth that he could tell were missing by poking around his mouth with his tongue. He unbuckled his seatbelt and felt around his torso with shaking ends, probing for a wound or a missing chunk of flesh. He could tell he was okay. The pain beneath his ribs likely having been caused by the brunt of the impact. An impact Adam didn't remember at all. But the trees Kyle was wrapped around likely wouldn't forget. He coughed and spat blood onto his legs, which he struggled to move, and cursed as he noticed the car's airbag hadn't deployed. He was confused and also incensed at the fact, but grateful to be alive and kicking. As he opened the driver's side door, it fell off its hinges onto the asphalt and he slipped out of the car with a thud. He looked around the edges of the country road for a sign of life. All he was greeted with was the sound of birds, unfazed by what had just happened. He steadied himself on his feet and ran over to where the other car had rocked steadily, all four wheels spinning. Are you okay? Adam shouted. But immediately he could tell that the girl wasn't. There was blood. Lots of it. The girl was looking at Adam with wide eyes, asking for help without saying a word, but he knew it was too late. The gasping breaths, the bubbling noise in her throat. He knew she was dying. His face would be the last thing she saw, and he felt utterly pathetic. So much so that he knew he didn't deserve to share this moment with her. He turned away put his head in his ends until he heard her breathing slow and eventually stop. There was a white noise in Adam's ears and he nearly fell from the dizziness. By the time he managed to think clearly, he had an overwhelming sense of fear wash over him. He must have been driving too fast. It was the only way he could have caused such a catastrophe. He'd always been such a careful driver, but he wasn't sure how many drinks he'd poured down his throat before getting behind the wheel. His disregard for his alcohol intake, a problem he'd found hard to tackle. Pull yourself together, Adam thought. He knew he had to take responsibility for his reckless and idiotic behaviour. He was often carefree and that was perhaps something he failed to see the impact of. But here it was. Clear as day in black and white and red. There was a rustling in the trees and a crack as a branch broke. Would there been a witness? Somebody who had a phone so Adam could call an ambulance. An ambulance for a dead girl. Better the cops for a man who killed her. Adam walked forwards and scanned the trees, his eyes struggling to focus. He couldn't see anybody. He knew it was likely to have been an animal. He moved into the woods and walked towards the trees until he couldn't see the road anymore. Open for a person or a tent or a house. Anybody you could ask for a phone. He left us at work like a numbskull. As he did more and more these days, he was forgetful and evidently irresponsible too. The late evening was dull and the clouds in the sky hung like a grey curtain of gloom in the sky. It was getting colder as autumn took hold. He 
stomach nuts at the thought of the girl's parents. Fuck, even her kids. Her husband or fiancé finding out the news. Adam imagined being stared at at the docks as he was sent down for dangerous driving and causing death. He knew he was going away for a long time. He wouldn't miss many people anyway. A brick farmhouse with a faded tile roof appeared as he got deeper into the woods and he ran up to the door, even though his legs felt like stiff hunks of waterlogged wood. He banged on it and yelled at the top of his lungs. Bearded men in his sixties answered, eyes narrow as if he'd just awoken from a nap. There's, there's been an accident, Adam said, out of breath. I need to use your phone. The man, a labourer or farmer of some sort by the looks of his worn jeans and mudded flannel shirt, a thought confirmed by the elongated moo of cattle somewhere in the grounds, shook his head. No phone here, he said with a grunt. Lines are down. Bad weather recently. Adam let out a noise that sounded like a balloon deflating. You look beat up, the former said. You okay? Adam nodded, but was holding back the tears. Yeah, but a girl, she, she didn't make it. The former's face changed to instant concern. He grabbed his jacket from the back of the door. Show me. They walked in silence back towards the scene of the crash. But as they approached a clearing in the trees, Adam couldn't see either of the wreckages. Perplexed, he looked up and down the road as he moved through the foliage. Ben and the street looked the same. But he realised that somehow he must have lost his bearings. Adam turned to the farmer to explain, but he was gone. Adam looked around for a few seconds and shouted, Hey! But his voice crackled like an old vinyl record. The man had disappeared completely. Adam walked slowly back into the woods, as if retracing the steps he'd taken as he looked for the farmhouse merely minutes ago. He often expected to see the grizzled farmer taking a piss against a tree stump, which seemed exactly the kind of thing an old fool would do during an emergency like this. But he was nowhere to be seen. In the distance he could hear a car, so he looked back towards the road, hoping he could make it back in time to flag somebody down. He hunched over as the reoccurring sharp pain in his chest almost knocked him over and watched with dismay through the thick branches as a black Montero Sport approached the corner with speed and smashed into a white Mini, sending the latter vehicle tumbling off the road into the trees. The low boom of the other car hitting a tree further up the road reverberated loudly, sending birds flying from their homes in the trees, which caused leaves to fall down onto the accident like a curtain would fall after a performance. Adam didn't breathe. He just watched from afar with disbelief. The Montero was his car, and the Mini was the car he'd caused to crash. The dead girl he had ended the life of way too soon. He was witnessing the event again, as if reality was skipping like a CD with a deep scratch in it. The white noise in his ears returned, as did the unfathomable dizziness. He had no idea how he managed to stay on his feet. 
his mind was running in desperate circles. He waited and watched, his breath quickening and his hands shaking. His mouth was dry as the ground he was standing on. He craned his neck to see himself crawling out from the car debris, running over to the Mini and shouting, Are you okay? His voice sounded bizarre, like somebody was mimicking it. He remembered hearing his voice once on a tape recording and thinking the same thing. He felt pathetic as he saw what he'd done. Just turned away while the girl died. Could have held her hand. He could have told her it was all going to be okay. Could have lied to her. Could have said he was sorry. So, so sorry. This awful reconstruction was somehow displaying itself as reality continued without mercy. The second Adam was standing there, staring off at nothing in particular. What would happen if Adam just ran up to him? What would happen if they came face to face? Something told him he didn't want to find out. He moved backwards but slipped on something and fell into the undergrowth. His knees breaking on a dry branch, which cracked like a whip. The other Adam was looking over now, in the direction of the noise. Adam hid, not wanting this doppelganger to see him. He felt afraid like never before. The second Adam moved off into the trees, and Adam realised that whatever this version of him was seemed to be acting out the exact movements he took to find out. He knew that it would be a few minutes before he'd return with the farmer, if that was the case. So he moved further down the road and continued to shield himself from the possible detection with the thickening trees. As he began to think of the best thing to do, to return to the vehicles or to leave this place and go on the run, he hoped that whatever he'd thought he had seen is because of a severe bump to the head. Then, he noticed the bloody white feathers of a dead bird near his feet. He knelt down and looked at the lifeless black eyes of it, its beak wide open and its legs pointing directly upwards. He wondered how it met its end. If somehow it had been hit by one of the cars during the accident. It had to be a hundred feet away from them, however, so that was unlikely. A voice called out something on the other side of the road where the woods were even more packed together. The foliage almost black. He looked up, expecting the girl or the farmer or the paramedic trying to snap him out of this waking nightmare. He couldn't see anybody and when he looked back down the bird looked strangely translucent. He thought about poking it with an outstretched hand as its feathers, skin and muscles began to evaporate. Its delicate skeleton melting like butter in a hot pen. When it was completely gone, he heard a distant familiar hey and the roar of another car approaching. He saw the cars collide for a third time, and from this angle he could watch the girl's body as it was thrown around inside the out-of-control mini like a teddy bear in a washing machine. The second Adam remained, watching the carnage with shock. The same shock he'd felt, standing in the same place, not an inch left or right. It was him. A memory of himself from not that long ago. An echo. It wasn't a doppelganger or a vision or a part of his splintered imagination. It was everything as much as him as he was. 
this form he was embodying at this precise moment. He had his thoughts, his memories, and must be feeling the same cold, unforgiving fear. Now there was a third. Adam crossed the road and watched the second version hide as the latest Adam climbed out of the destroyed Montero. He watched with intrigue as the events unfolded just the same as they had before, the first and second time. The wretched act of ignoring the dying girl, the rustle of the leaves and snapping of the branch, the pointless journey into the woods to find the farmhouse and a phone. Adam watched the second version as he discovered the dead bird. Time reset that it's back in place, but soon to fade away like candy floss in a puddle. He wondered if he could communicate with himself in some way, so he called out. His voice high and loud due to the tightness of his throat. He ducked behind a log and snuck a look, the second Adam urgently searching for the source. Adam thought he may already be dead. This seeming never-ending time loop soon to fold in on itself. When there are hundreds, maybe thousands of versions of the lookalike spectres haunting this place for eternity, Adam knew that he didn't want to witness the collision. So he waited until the car engine could be heard again. A careless driver careening towards an unavoidable death of a poor young girl. Adam approached the edge of the road and leapt out just in time for the Montero to slam on the brakes. Surely far enough away from the Mini to keep it out of the equation. It was too late for Adam, however. And he came face to face with himself as the car struck him hard, turning his organs into mush and breaking his bones like matchsticks. There was no pain. No pain at all. He watched through a reddening haze as the girl, alive and well, jumped out of a Mini and ran towards the Montero, which is on its side. A river of shattered glass left in its wake and pulled the fourth Adam from the wreckage. Adam's eyes began to close and he noticed his arms bent backwards with a sharp broken piece of bone protruding from it begin to slowly turn translucent, just like the bird's feathers had. He could see his muscles and bones, just like an x-ray. His veins were thinning with each second that passed. Somewhere, in another world or in another layer of reality, somebody was watching him disappear with the same fascination as he had watched that bird. He could have been scared, but he felt strangely at peace. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Death Rose was written by Ben Arrington, narrated by Joseph Mortley, with music by Chad Lawson and Tom Robson. So I hear you like fiction told in the medium of audio. Well, guess what? Luke Condor and Ian McEwen have just launched the hipster from outer space with a nine-hour audiobook. It's an oddball science fiction thriller. It involves an ancient alien being waking up in the body of a hipster, a psychotic killer obsessed with self-help, and a talking cat called Gary. If you think it might be your thing, then go grab a copy of the audiobook from hypeurl.co forward slash hipster audio, or simply go to the show notes and click on the link. Once again, the link is hypeurl.co forward slash hipster audio, or go to the show notes and click on the link. Until next time. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.